Hey, it's White Boy Chris. If the Pat Down's ever made you laugh, then join our Patreon and support us. Get bonus content, a t-shirt, or an autographed copy of Rabbit, Miss Pat's autobiography. Visit misspatcomedy.com for the link to the Patreon, and while you're there, join our Facebook group. Welcome to another episode of the Pat Down. I'm here with Chris and Dion, and his shitty cat crawling in the fucking blurry shit in the back today. And we're talking about... What we're talking about? Talking about studs and most <laughs> young Dolph, your your new house, what what you're decorating for Christmas. What I'm y'all gotta join me, crack baby. It's gonna be a fucking glorious Christmas next year. Stay tuned after this fucking song and hear all about Chris. How he just got his cat uncircumcised. You better get up, get out, and tune into this podcast. It's Pat spit the truth, spit the real fact. Nothing but the ugly classy at the same time. Pat got the flavor, these are not the same lines. It's the politics, she been on the real grind. It could be pretty but ugly at the same time. Just tune in, put your lock on the spin down. Ain't no need for the wait and turn her up now. What you talking about? It's real though. And cut the game, you get no play like Nintendo. You wait the time, turn the up, nothing but the ugly. Straight off the top, everything she say, you know it's funny. Full blast, this is taste of the future. Listen on your iPhone or your desktop computer. Share it, tweet it, ain't no way to beat it. Nothing but the ugly, turn it up and go repeat it. Good morning. Good morning. What are you doing tonight? I'm going to the uh, Soul Train Music Awards. Oh, that's cool. What? Where are you at? L.A., New York? I'm in New York. It's colder than motherfucking rabbit dick up here. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize they had cold dicks. That's why you don't see them sticking out. They can freeze on. <laughs> got, a, got a nice little bunny pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a plate in New York called Chicken and Biscuit. It was so good, Dion. You. It was all about the black household of Christian. That shit had me cracking the fuck up. And then I was so tired. Cause it was a two-hour play. I was so tired. Finally, I just fell a fucking sleep. <laughs> and, and, and no lie, I woke up and this old white man and this old black man was fighting. <laughs> <laughs> what were they arguing about? <laughs> so y'all gonna think I'm lying. The black man got up and walked by the white man, but he turned his ass toward the white man, and the white man said, "Don't you stick your motherfucking ass in my face." And then the black man turned around and said, I'm a Vietnam War veteran. I kill you, you motherfucker. What mind you, this is a Christian black play. Sounds <laughs> about right, man. These two old motherfuckers shoving each other. Now one of them ain't got no balance. So I yell out, set your old ass down. <laughs> Did they? Did that work? No, it didn't work. It's New York. <laughs> they both turned on you. I wasn't nowhere near him. I was on the other side of the room. <laughs> so I said, I know good way you and Jay Holiday. I said, I sure did. But the people in the play never stopped acting. <laughs> never stopped this was going on during the play? <laughs> oh, and, and then after the play was over, they called him down, right? They got to fight again. They got to fight again. <laughs> so it was I the white, the right. white guy was getting up to leave. And the black guy no, was the black in- guy was okay. getting up to leave, and he and he turned his ass toward the white man, and the white man said, "Don't you put your motherfucking ass in my face." And the black man turned around and said, "I'm a Vietnam War veteran. I'll kill your ass." 
<laughs> both of them about 85 years old. Right. Both of them, no prostate. That prostate's got them peeing every hour and a half. Like, have a little no. respect, sir. No, both of them. <laughs> both of them probably hit each other and fell asleep and not from a knockout. <laughs> i'll be honest though i i've been to i mean before the pandemic like plays or comedy shows or whatever and people treat it like it's a sporting event you know because at the nfl game you can get up and go whenever wherever you want but like if you're at a play sit down piss before you get there S- or if sit you down. Old, you know you got a bladder problem set buy your ticket up there close to the top yeah they was down there on the floor and so the white man uh, took off his shirt after the show, right? They don't call the police because they won't let it go. He don't took off his, he had on like four layers of shirts. So I guess he said, well, I'm not going to fight in my good shirt, my good sweater. I'm going to fight in my T-shirt. So he done took his shirt off down to his T-shirt. And I told him, I said, y'all fuck with this white man when Kyle Ripley done got off. That done gave every white person in the world the right to kill. Y'all been leave that old white man alone. Y'all believe below his white privilege is on one hundred. Did, did he have and an AR fifteen in his pants or on, under the third shirt? Well, I don't know what the fuck he had, but his white privilege was on ninety nine last night. I couldn't imagine. I mean, did you see how close to the guy's ass get to his face though? No, it was dark in there. All I heard was, all I heard was, um, "Get your ass out my face!" I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on?" I woke up to that shit. Then they pushing each other and shit. And, you know, as they push each other, people got to catch both of them. Because now one of them ain't got no battles. <laughs> <laughs> Were they original? The original, what's that, robot fighting game? <laughs> Rock'em Sock'em yeah, Robots. Original Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> for the elders. Yeah, for the elders. right, for the, for the 40s. Oh, uh, it was so funny. They had to be about 70 or 80 years old. But that white man was not a, he was about it, about it, nigga. He was not backing down. And neither was that old man. That old man, like, if they hold me up, nigga, I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> was the place sold out? Pretty much. He was packed in that motherfucker. But it was, a <laughs> uh, uh, it was packed. It was packed. And black folks do not know how to act. So it's a, it's a play about a black funeral. And, you know, you always got to talk about how black America don't don't accept gay people in their family. So that's pretty much what the play was about. But it was so fucking funny and good. And it was a lot of like mixed couples that black and white, but they were gay. So I kind of figured out, I said, wow, they, oh, this is what this play is about. You know, about being gay in the black household. Man, black folks don't know how to eat. They was yelling out, say that shit. I'm like, this is a Christian play. And what you, you say, say it again. I said, black folks don't give a fuck. What, they want a DVR you, at the play? Re- rewind <laughs> that. I didn't hear you. <laughs> I had an old black man ass in my face. Play that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, say it, say it, say it. And I don't know what this gay symbol is right here. But baby, one of the, it was one white dude in the whole play. He was going to black guy. And he did this right here and went down to the ground. They fucking lost it. So I said, Ashley, is that a symbol of something y'all do? Well, why are everybody standing up? Why, why are everybody going crazy over that shit? I didn't understand. Did you, what was he it? He just threw his hands and just went to the ground like that. And they fucking lost it. He fainted? No, he was acting. He was like. Oh, no, I'm I saying, but. Something like, yeah, so like no, you like fake fainted? Bad. It's like a gay symbol. Fake fainted, I guess. I don't know. But they went crazy for it. What did Ashley say? Is that like a thing? I didn't, she didn't say, she was just laughing. Because, you know, I, I, I don't know. 
then I, I mean, because I dozed off. I was tired. I flew in. I did a photo shoot. And then I fucking ended up going to this play. And so Joel was like, come go to play with me, Broadway. I said, Broadway? I ain't never been to Broadway. So I go up there and I, I go to the shit. And it's fucking, honey, well, I was for three tickets, I paid $550. Whoa. I said, this shit better be good. <laughs> it was really good. If y'all in the New York area, go see that chicken and biscuit play. It had me cracking the fuck. The parts you that- saw were really good. You fell asleep, uh, right? Could have been horrible in the middle there for an hour and a half. <laughs> no, I could hear people still laughing. I was so tired, and when that fight woke me back up, and I still had another forty-five minutes to go after that fight. Oh. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I would like to see it again, but I ain't got no more money. So there was no, there was no intermission. It was just, it was all the way through. It was all the way through for two hours, but it it, it kept you interested for two hours. But it, it definitely taught. I said, Jordan, I see why you like this play. Cause look like you could have, look like Jordan could have wrote that play, but better. But it was good. But um, it was it was y'all. Did it have any? Did it have any famous actors in it? Anybody we would know? No, the only person that I knew in that play was the girl from uh, who tried out for the role Denise on my show. Mm. Uh, he was on. She was on there. That's why we went to support her because she's a good friend of Jordan. She was in Jordan play. So you, you guys um, get to go backstage at all? No, that when after a play, most of the, all the actors come out. So we just no. we all went to dinner last night. And STK or some shit. It was really fucking good. Hmm. Me and my PR person, like 12 of us. And I didn't get my old ass in until 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my gosh. Nigga, that is so past my panty line of time. <laughs> I was so fucking tired. I, you know you tired when you don't even wash the makeup on your face. All you do is, I can't sleep in a bra. I said, if I can get the bra, this bra for me in the name of Jesus. I just cut my bra off. My motherfucking titties hit the floor. And boy, we hit that bed like a kite. And I was out. She said kite, by the way. Yeah, we, we heard it that time. All right. <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> I mean, after Once you I get kite, say kite, you get offended. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm not offended. I'm just making sure somebody else doesn't get offended. <laughs> Who's offended by kite? No, nobody's offended by kite. So after had this discussion, just keep moving on. After like 35, I don't know what it is. Dion and I were talking about this in Houston. It's like after 34, 35, it's like a hate crime if you're made to stay out past 11 p.m. Like there's just that can't do it. Forget it. When I take my Netflix special, the first show was at eight and you know, it ran late. Yeah. My husband watched the first show. I went to the green room sex show. He was out like he had been working all day <laughs> and did not wake up. So I said, hey. It's time to go. It is. Well, he didn't even know where the fuck he was at. That's how sleepy he was. You, you had an after party, and it was like one in the morning, and I was like, I love you, but I'm going. I'm going. I'm I'm out. Everybody else went. Yeah. But I don't care. I was like, I'll be rude. I don't care. Yeah. He he can't. Because he, cause when he going, he said, um, he's retiring. So I said, I just asked you to go once a month with me. He said, well, can I go to the events? Well, you just got one show. <laughs> 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 so I think he, I'm trying to get him to go New Year's with me. He's like, I ain't gonna be able to sit through all them shows. Now you might want me to come to the show where it's about to be New Year and I nap before New Year comes. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you can't even be mad at him, though. You can't even be mad at all. He, he's like, I'm going to take a nap for New Year's coming. I said, God damn. What you doing getting the rest of 2021 out of there? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I always think the exact same thing when you guys invite me to a show like, oh, come to Cincinnati. And I'm like, both shows? Or can I like, is it rude for me to leave after the first one? Because <laughs> I, I go to bed at 930 every night. I, I, I go to bed when I'm home. I go to bed about about the same time. Eight. Yeah. How do you how do you like have enough energy to do those second shows? Is it just once you're in front of the crowd, it kind of gives you energy? Put it in your mind. You got to do what you got to do. Shit. What else am I going to do? I, I you know, like I say, y'all put a bed on stage on the second <laughs> show. Even though I, <laughs> you, I go up there and say I'm sleeping on the motherfucker. Especially when they talk. I was, look, bitch, this is the last show. I'm not trying to go home and unstick my drawers and take my wig. I shut the fuck up. <laughs> that is a common occurrence during the second show. Miss Pat will say, "Hey, y'all, I'm tired. Shut the fuck up so I get through this shit." <laughs> <laughs> Stop having fun. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't need you talking to me. I don't need you saying a motherfucking thing. Let me say this shit how I said it on the first show, but a little bit faster. Because <laughs> they're all a little drunker or you're trying to get out of there. It's a combination of you. both. Hey, you be tired. You be done work that first show. And I mean, if I ever buy a ticket, I would be to a first show, you know, unless I had dinner or something to go to the second show. The second show is good, too. But, man, you get, man, you get about 95% of me on the first show. Uh, the jokes are still going to be funny, but the energy is going to be slower. Shit, I done had these titties up for eight hours. Oh, my God. I mean, they weigh 30 pounds get- each. So it's that's, I mean, it's no joke. Don't tell me that I cut them off and lose 60 pounds right now. <laughs> <laughs> so my, I, I know somebody got their titties done right. And they was telling me that when you get your boobs done, that um, when this girl had cancer. And she said they took a nip off. And so I said, well, what do he suck? She said, well, I can go get a tattoo nipple or I can get the prosthetic nipple. But I don't want to take my nip off like no leg. So she said, <laughs> well, I said that. Maybe I said, spice yeah, it up, I, change, it, change it to I pink. I think I won't take my nip off like no fucking head. I, I can see him wearing it. it like a ring pop. Yeah. <laughs> just suck it <laughs> I didn't want to say that because, you know, she just went through the but I'm like, well, goddamn, where's the sister? She said, ain't no, they just pretty. I'm like, well, you better not never. Start dating a nigga and take your bra off. He's like, where your nipples at? <laughs> she got both nipples taken off? Well, you have to sometimes when you got breast cancer. Yeah, double. But I've known nipples. people who didn't have breast cancer and got their titties done, but their titties don't have no sensations in them. And I need sensations in my titties. I guess it ain't nothing gonna happen. <laughs> well so does like do you get to walk into a nipple store and choose which nipple con- like oh, i wanted a little puffy slightly brown like what what, what does she mean it, it's a pretty they nipple. match the paint like sherman williams You're right yeah <laughs> they remove the whole nipple sometimes doing uh i know they put it back doing uh when you get your breast done but sometime when you have breast cancer they have to remove the whole thing and uh, you need to get a prosthetic nipple. And if we're, if we're almost wrong, please feel sure to please feel free to send Chris or Dion an email on this subject. That's, or you uh, get it. Uh, that's Miss Pat 
at no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or you can get uh you know you get it tattooed so she said she just went nipples and i'm like well wow <laughs> nipples I, 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 i'm surprised they haven't started something where we could uh transplant like if you got big nipples like quisha you can cut hers in half and she can get some out of the other half <laughs> I was just saying we could start one in the back of Quisha's shop, but yeah, using her large areolas. Quisha doesn't have big nipples. She got big areolas. Yeah, the nipple actually is pretty small. How the fuck y'all niggas know? You, you <laughs> sent yeah. me a picture. We asked nicely. <laughs> I ain't never had no motherfucking picture Quisha titty, nigga. Okay. <laughs> 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 and she's in Cancun right now. I've just been waiting for bikini photos. I don't, how about you, Dion? She took all her kids. So, uh, where you guys things going on in the news right now? Yeah. Why don't we take a break and come back? We got to talk about your Christmas decorations so people quit asking us. All right, back from the break. My Christmas decoration. Okay, guys. Y'all know I love to keep y'all involved. I hope no matter where my career goes, I always keep them crack babies involved because I really do appreciate you guys. This year, I'm not putting up a tree because I'm moving. Um, and therefore, I don't want to put up a tree and then got to take that bitch right back down. Because if I was going to start, I was going to start in September because I'm crazy about Christmas. But I will say this. I need some crack baby help <laughs> because next year, if all health and we're willing and we all here still together in God's grace, I pray we are. I'm doing three different things in my house. <laughs> I've already started. Fuck you laughing at. Upstairs, Hobby, Hobby Lobby is just shaking because of the profit <laughs> margins they're going to have with two years worth of Christmases built up for one one day. I mean, it's going to be fantastic. So they you, paying full price on none of this shit, Chris. They profit margins ain't gonna increase. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fourteen hundred crack babies across the country with coupons. <laughs> so um this year I'm doing next year I'm doing three things. I already started it upstairs because the house I'm doing it over uh I'm doing a lot of renovation to a house I bought upstairs for the girl for the girls. We do a Mickey and Minnie. Pottery Barn has it. So if you see any of that stuff at Pottery Barn that's on sale, like I've already bought the sheets and the blankets for everybody's bed. All I need is those Mickey Mouth uh fucking uh stockings. Anything in there. <laughs> this is like you know in Nebraska on the local AM radio station on Saturdays they have Tradio. Yeah, I got a, a 14-inch lawnmower for sale if anybody wants to contact me. <laughs> I'm putting together a Mickey Mouse Christmas if anybody's at the Pottery Barn. <laughs> if anybody at the Pottery Barn after Christmas, see any of that shit on sale, hit me up. I will send you shipping. I will pay you to go get it. I promise you. And I send you some Miss Pat merch or whatever else, some gift cards. Also, downstairs is Santa Black Christmas. Pottery Barn also have that. So we're doing Black Santa Christmas on the first floor. And in the basement is the Grinch. So if any of you guys see any of that stuff, let me know and I will pay you for it. And I truly appreciate it. Now, i tell you what I've been doing. Um, so, you know, I, I bought a home. Uh, we're moving back. Other, um, side of, other side of Plainfield or? No, nah, I'm moving back to Georgia. Boo! <laughs> I still love you. I'm gonna be. You're gonna be there. So I'm moving back to Georgia, and I'm. I, I'm, a, I'm. Everybody know how much I like to buy thrifty shit. So it's this place I've discovered 
on Cleveland Avenue in Atlanta called LOS, L-O-S. Oh, my motherfucking God. So it's everything that you bring back from stores and then they sell it. All of these little outlets that popped up around everywhere. We got a few in Indy, too. Chris and Dion, you have to go in this place. You don't know what the fuck is in the box. Junebug call it an upgraded Goodwill. I mean, they got broken cabinets. You might pull some out. A snake might bite you. A rat might run by your feet. It is shit. Every fucking way. It looks like so, uh, I mean, like at the end of the of the Indiana Jones movie when they like wheel it in and there's just like boxes on boxes and stacked up high. I, like I saw a picture that you posted. It's just like boxes everywhere, cardboard boxes. You gotta you like tear it apart at all. You don't know what's in the box. So Jumba is standing there with me the other day, and I'm like, look, this box feel heavy. Let's open it. And so he's like, Mom, I said, shut the fuck up. Let's open this goddamn box. I open the box and I see a granite granite countertop for a bathroom i was like oh this is a brand new it ain't even broke up most of the shit come in broke beat up it's written for diy people nigga i got looking in there but it's a whole motherfucking vanity a whole vanity oh let me show it to y'all i paid 40 fucking dollars for it i said nigga we done hit a lick Next thing you know, Miss Pat gonna be on storage wars talking about. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I fucking lo- let me tell y'all something. Look she at this like, vanity hey, I got. For forty dollars, that's amazing. With is that a marble or a granite countertop it's to a it? Granite countertop. It was it was just thrown over in the corner, and I was like, this box is heavy. That looks. I really paid good. forty dollars for it. How how is that? How is Los making money off of that if it's forty dollars? Because that looks like it, an eight hundred dollar item. Look, all you got to do is just take a picture of the box and how much. So I had bought a bunch of stuff. So I had bought this gas line. They had said, let me show what else I bought. A gas line. So I bought, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? She's like. Look at all, oh my towel, you can't see. Look at all that towel I bought. <laughs> wow. Motherfucking box. I could barely roll my car up out of there. Show I it was again. there all day the other day. Did, oh, look, look at this fucking headboard. I paid $60 for the headboard. <laughs> do you have a box oh, truck my yet? Motherfucking huh? Do you have a box truck yet? I, $20 for that. Wow. I bought so much shit that, oh my God, I, every day I'm at this store digging this motherfucker. Robin T- Leach is rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I bought. Lifestyles of the famous and scroungers. <laughs> I am the scroungers, baby. <laughs> oh my God. When I tell you, I, oh, look, I bought this sofa for Jumbo Rome. How much? A hundred dollars. It was brand new in the box. I said, Jumbo, something in that big old box. Go look in that box. He was like, how will I shut the fuck up before I stab you with this box car? <laughs> so we opened the box and it was, and then so you take it home. If it's all not there, you can take it back. I, I said, put it up, make sure all the pieces are put it up. Bang. It's on Amazon for 300 motherfucking dollars. That's crazy. I, and it, it was brand new in the box. Where are they getting all this furniture from? It That's, feels like they just raided drug dealers' houses and boxed up their shit. Wait, they just went no, out. Actually, they went out to the port of of Charleston and stole a couple shipping <laughs> containers that were trapped in the ocean. No, they just discounted. Like everybody, like once once something on sale or once you return something, it's a bunch of whole depot. No, it's if it's from everywhere. I got this one out there too. How much for that one? That's at another store, huh? How much? Oh, I bought this, but it's a flow count. It was like two thousand because there wasn't nothing wrong with that motherfucker. Mm. And uh, I don't know if y'all noticed these spiders are at my house. Holy shit! Oh yeah, yeah. You live out in the country. You gonna get them? 
Them and them rattlesnakes. Them motherfuckers were so big that they had on fucking Air Jordan shoes. <laughs> did they really get those from StolenGoodStore.com too? Yeah, they probably got from those. I got this one out there too. What what is that? I can't tell what that is. That's a mirror. It was two of them just sitting on the floor. I said, "Give, I take it." So <laughs> it's just I, I can't imagine what those owners think. They just every other. How many times a week do you go in there? Miss Pat is a collector day. of misfit items, whether it's crack babies or furniture. Podcast co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Like you go in there every day, they're like, "She's back." Yeah, but she's paying for my kid's college. Shut up. <laughs> Nobody knows who I am. Nobody's recognized me yet. Cause you, I got on a falcon hat and I got it pulled down, and I have on no bra. So they just think I'm this weird bitch who coming out every day. <laughs> <laughs> the hoarder's back. <laughs> yes. But watch when you see what I do with this shit. It's gonna be fucking beautiful. Yeah, the house that you have now that you're abandoning sadly it's beautiful it's like it looks really put together listen i'm bitter it's okay i think i think it's hit chris that you actually leave i think he's come to terms with it i don't know why anybody would choose anything other than plainfield to live i my hometown's great it's sad i wouldn't go that far <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got the parlor p as you pull in that motherfucker <laughs> the ta- go look up the town logo for the town of plainfield it looks just like parlor dion's right <laughs> So, so, well, well, but are you, know, you are you doing Thanksgiving and Christmas at the house you're in now? Or are you frantically like packing it up? How are you gonna? We packing because I, I'm I'm hiring a moving service, so um, uh, it took forever for me to get approved for to rent a house. So I'm renting a house first while my other house get ready, and um, uh, you know, I'm just trying to get everything. I'm trying to get the. I'm trying to get like the vanity, like I, I kind of picked out the kitchen. I bought all the kitchen appliances and I went all out because I figured as, as I work, you know, uh, I buy this house is going to be it's not, nothing is forever to me until you die. So who knows where, you know, maybe I have the mood, you know, but right now I'm going to do what I fucking want to do to it. And so I go to hotels and I take pictures like at this hotel. I mean, in New York, they got the baddest cutout nook that I want to put in the wall with since I got the house to, I tore the house all the way down on the inside and so one two, one of my kids like to read her it's, ass off. it's just like Ashley on a Friday night it's down to the studs <laughs> god damn Chris you getting funny what are we gonna do down to the studs. that's the name of this episode <laughs> Tore, tore all the way down oh, to the studs. Going, Chris. <laughs> down to the studs. I don't even know what studs down. really means in this context, but it seemed funny. <laughs> <laughs> down to the studs, he right. It just nothing is down but the fucking studs. <laughs> Ashley and her friends is hanging out. <laughs> so you haven't oh, like uh. designed the inside yet. You you're kind of like going through an inspirational project, and that like, will you? I have. I have. I had an architect. Oh, so you got an architect? Okay, architect, a civil engineer, and a um, and a surveyor. I didn't really. What I hired fuck? this architect. I thought that's a lot of. I didn't a lot of blueprints. Well, I didn't realize how expensive an architect was. Oh yeah, they make hella good money. And so this little black girl shows up 
And it's somebody that she can't highly recommend it. That's all oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do this. And she's fucking detailed. Like she kind of keep me in line. She said, look here, bitch. I need you to be in reality. Do you have this money in the bank? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bitch. I got some motherfucking money. I need to go to work. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but um, she was, I, I got the first set and she was, it was, it's, oh, it's going to be beautiful. It's, it's going to be beautiful. But I didn't realize how expensive architect was. I didn't know what the fuck a civil engineer was. And I didn't know how important it was to get a land surveyor. So what is the difference between them? The architect draws the home. The land, the, uh, the, the structure engineer tells you at my old house, the old house, the house that I bought, it was 3,500 square feet, but we're bumping it out a good bit. So they tell you what you got to do to that old house to hold that, what you going, because I'm going up a level to hold that new up part and how, what you need to do, the foundation, how thick it needs to be and for it to back up. So it's their job to tell you, bitch, this house will not fall. Right, right. Because yeah. if you don't do it right, and you don't put enough or whatever, the fucking house will fall there and kill everybody. And then the survey, like, the, they do the, the, the survey land. The land is, so I have a creek in the back. And so they have to tell you, like they say, every hundred years, that creek will flood so far up your backyard. But it haven't flooded in over 100 years. So they have to keep you out of what part of the land that you cannot build on. So close got to the it. creek. Right. But, you know, I got uh, quite a bit of land. But they uh, so they tell you what a power line is, what a gas line to keep you from blowing the motherfucking neighborhood up. <laughs> so and to tell you which one one before you dig. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Four one one. Eight one one before you dig. The goddamn commercials they play every fucking time on the radio. Mole. Yeah. So they tells you everything because the house. I also have a basement. And so like I'm digging. The people, the house was built in the 60s or some 70s. And they have, I'm digging out the other side with dirt. So they, they tell you how to jack the house up to remove all the dirt, all of that shit. Which I thought, oh, I'm just going to throw up a wall. And it's like, uh, no, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And when she told me the price, my fucking knees started knocking. I'm like, before I even get started? <laughs> just for some pictures? Now I see why you at Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You you gotta be because you know like you I can't get no bootleg architect but I can go in and <laughs> dig through this shit and find me some good tile what some six good skirt, lights what, what six skirts phone number I bet I can <laughs> a bootleg architect won't <laughs> <laughs> be enough studs in there yeah right. <laughs> few cracks you get a bootleg architect you might not be gay enough to keep your house up. <laughs> 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 so I'm excited. So I can, and I want to do it with the fans next year. I promise you, I don't give a fuck what I'm doing next year. I'm going live and we're going to decorate this tree. And I want to hire a few fans to make a few things. I love my fans. So when I'm going to Disney and you can ask the girl, I don't, I can't remember her name, but I know she listened to the podcast. She made all my bag tags for me. Because I feel like if you guys take the time to listen to this podcast and support me, then why shouldn't I, why shouldn't we support your small business? So if you make reach, and I don't mean no motherfucking ghetto nigga reach either. I mean fire ass reach, like the white women who bake them motherfucking cakes but can't fry no chicken reach. I need them types of reach. She's been in Plainfield too gone. long. She's too far gone. <laughs> <laughs> she lived in the suburbs for ten years. She's gone. <laughs> 
you know what? I was on a, I was on a, I can't name this website because I don't want to offend anybody, but they got all of these uh, websites. I mean, uh, Facebook page come. Black women can decorate, uh, black women outdoor, black women is, you know, white women could never say white women can decorate because that should be racist. So they got all of these different little Facebook pages about decorating. I ain't going to lie, y'all. I was telling my friend, I should have said this out loud. I said, some of them black ones, they need to go over there and join them white girl sites. Them white girl be killing their asses. <laughs> Find a few Instagram influencers. <laughs> oh, my God. God, I mean, and then they be they be asking, oh girl, that shit look good. No, bitch, the rug ain't big enough. <laughs> Go to the white girl site. Go see what Susan doing. Susan over here killing it with the eggshells. I mean, with them seashells. Mackenzie sells seashells by the seashore. <laughs> you know, white women love uh, they love those seashell decorations. Some of them yeah. like them beaches look, but they be killing that shit on there. Fig trees. I should have bought no, stock in fig trees. No, this year, last year and this year was very popular to decorate with cotton. I couldn't get with it. <laughs> Generational <laughs> trauma prevents me from, <laughs> from decorating. Was, Plus, she's down in the South, Chris. You know they'd have been looking at her funny. I thought no. she was a sophisticated African-American. Apparently, she's just a regular cotton-picking nigga. The, fir- the, first, uh, the first job I had in radio, my ra- the radio show host was black, and I was his producer, and he'd always make me come over on air and pick the cotton out of his Tylenol for him. <laughs> Abdul. Yeah, so... so um, uh, Powdery Bond, all of them. It was very popular last year and this year, I think, to decorate with cotton. And I wanted to get with the cotton, but I felt bad if I bought the cotton. But you would see the white women in there. Why? You know, not not knowing how cotton effect. Because, you know, it's so, it's shit is so, help me out here, Dion, where it goes back to, you know, slavery. It's ingrained. That shit come through everybody. Every time we create a baby, all of that stuff still within us somehow. Gotcha. You know, we don't fuck with water. We don't fuck with cotton. There's just shit we don't do. Hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I would feel like I sold out my people if I sit here and make a cotton reef. <laughs> Even though <laughs> tell me, just the, be looking over the your multi-millions like of dollars you're making, trust me. <laughs> I ain't making that much, but I can't, you can't come in my house and I just got a jaw full of cotton. Everybody's <laughs> like, nigga, is you fucking crazy? What you doing with cotton? Oh, you can buy your cotton now, huh, bitch? <laughs> I guess I get like if you're. I was thinking cotton balls, but yeah, like the where they have the cotton ball in the plant in the jar. Yes, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it. I couldn't do it. It was, it was some. Oh, Cracker Barrel got it. They got a shit ton of cotton. They do. Of yeah, course the they cotton do. <laughs> It's fucking Cracker Barrel. Of course they do. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I love you, but cotton, um, Cracker Barrel's delicious. <laughs> you were going to Cracker Barrel someday. You and me, Miss Pat. I've been to Cracker Barrel. It ain't delicious. It, 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 some when you're hungry. You. If you think that's, I got to take you to this place in Atlanta called Eddie Lawrence. And they don't let you in right now because of cold, but the line be so motherfucking long. Like a Cusser, like when I tell you those turkey legs as big as your motherfucking back, Chris. Mm. Nick, you can fuck her. You can lay your girlfriend, your wife to be on a turkey leg and fuck her, and still have room for your stepchild later. Like, like at the state fair. 
Those giant ass turkey legs. And then they have that motherfucking gravy across the top. Oh my god, you be sitting there like I'm gonna fuck this up. I'm gonna be so fat, my heart gonna stop, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> you ate that with me, didn't you, Dion? No. We never I know went. about you. Oh, it's right by my rental house in Riverdale. It is fucking delicious. So why did you have a I mean, it took us three months to find the place that we just started renting. I mean, how did you have a hard time finding a rental place? What was it? Just there wasn't one that was out there? Well, the thing is that the fraud is so big in Atlanta where people play like they're renting your house that they don't own. Mm. And it's so easy to make a check stub. So the lady, when they verify my income and they see my ID and they said, nigga don't equals money. So Mm. um, nobody's going to say anything. (laughs) <laughs> we was gonna let you keep talking. I just thought that that was tr- a fact, but <laughs> it wasn't a joke that you were telling the truth. <laughs> like, God damn it, Chris! Don't get yourself canceled so close to Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I read books about redlining. I'm not. <laughs> no, I mean the, the and if you don't have like that's. I love my day job, but if I wanted to buy a house, I'd have to keep my day job because if you're a 1099 person, it's hard to get like. When we were looking for rentals, they just want to see your tax returns to see your W two. They don't want to see no. your ten ninety nine income. They what well, was she? What well, they asked me for, which is ten ninety nine, and I have some W twos too. But well, so I showed them my. Um, I put down what I made. I sent in my ID, and so they sent it back, and they said, "Well, the owner would like to know, are you going to be making this money all the time?" I'm like, uh, yeah, bitch. And so then they come back and say, well, the owner would like to know, can they see a deposit from your bank showing that this money goes in there, direct deposit? And I said, hold on, bitch, who are you? Let me pick up this phone because you might be a forger. So I call, I said, are you real? I said, because I don't want to be sending my motherfucking shit and you ain't motherfucking real. So I was waiting on them to say you can adapt or redact or whatever the fuck you mean when you cross out your bank account numbers and shit. Whatever that word is. So when she said that, I said, okay, she might be a little smart. You know, so I went to the bank and I had all that done. And the next day I got approved. But it took forever. And I, I went for another house and I fucked around and told the man, I said, hey, my house is being redone. So it's just a year at least. And he didn't go with me. It was a real pretty house. So, but I did end up getting some in the same area. I wanted to switch the kids' school. So, but yeah, it's impossible you know. right now. Like it, you have to if you wanted a regular apartment. If you can find one, it's you got to show three times earnings. The apartment that I'm moving out of, basically tomorrow, I'm paying eight hundred dollars. When I move out, they're going to put down some crappy vinyl and charge sixteen hundred bucks. Like I don't know how you, anybody can afford renting that, so they just forge it, and then you can't kick people out because of this the CDC moratorium. So people just sold houses, so inventory's low. It's like trying to. You have to show your bank account, your tax statements, your income statements, your W-2. It's like, why am I giving you all this? It's crazy right now. In New York, they told me yesterday, last night I was telling them about what I had to go through the rental place. And they said you had to show 40 times the amount of your rent. You're 40. I heard of one one place in Broad Ripple wanted a 12-month deposit. You had to pay $22,000 down in escrow to get a rental place in Broad Ripple, which is like a college area of town. We had to pay three yeah. three months rent on this. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. I, I think it's because people... Joe Biden's America. <laughs> Joe Biden ain't got a motherfucking thing to do with this. <laughs> How much of them heated storage units? 
<laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> this motherfucker here. I give me a fucking a, a hot plate and a, and a flash. <laughs> you live in ghetto fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it just it costs so fucking much. It's it's I didn't even do that. Like I have a home that I rent in Atlanta and um They've been there for like 10 years, y'all. And I, I and people are like, you should go up on the rent. And I ain't even gonna lie. The rent was less. It's a 3,500, it's a 4,000 to, I think it's a 3,500 square foot house, four bedroom. You see my rental house in Atlanta. Mm. I mean, I, I'm i I'm the best landlord because, bitch, I'm gonna clean your yard three times a year the way I want it clean. I'm gonna make sure I pressure wash my house twice a year. I fucking, I take care of my house. And I wasn't even getting 900 for that house. Mm. And people was like, why the fuck you wouldn't go on the rent? I, I said, because they take care of the home, you know, and it, it's not that many people in the house. And and he's like, go up on the fucking rent. And I, I finally went up on the rent after almost 10 years of them being there. Yeah. Which, I mean, you're so far below market value at 900. I mean, it's crazy. And it's it's like, and you if you find a good tenant, you want to keep them. Because I had multiple friends who had bought houses in Plainfield. They rented it out now. They people trashed it, couldn't kick them out for nine months, and so they sold the house. It's like if you find good tenants, you want to keep them. But yeah, and it, they are finding good them is hard. And you know, I was like, oh, I'm leaving them alone. You know, I get enough to pay my mortgage. But then I was like, you know what? I started when I started looking at houses. I was like, y'all getting two and three thousand dollars in this area? Oh hell no! So I went up on it, and they didn't. They didn't even fight it. I was like, you mean to tell me I could have went up on y'all nigga rent five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, they know it's a great deal. And you can't, a 3,500 square foot house for. Shit, I'd have kept months. my mouth shut too. I wouldn't have said a motherfucking thing. <laughs> yeah. It was less than $900. Closer well, to $800. Hopefully they, you know, saved up enough money to where they can afford the new increase and not struggle. Yeah. Well, you know, I keep the house because when I was on Section 8, um, I don't know if I ever told you guys this story. I used to rent that house from a white lady named Miss Gerda Bowens. She probably passed away. Now, I used to stay in touch with her. Her phone got cut off, so I saw when she died. And um, I used to, uh, when I went to go buy that house when I was on Section 8, and they took to my Section 8 certificate. This lady liked me so much for taking care of her house. When I went to go buy it, she had saved $50 a month. I had been there like eight years from all of my rent to pay the down payment on that house. That's what she gave me. And I didn't have the credit at the time. She owned a finance for me for two years. And so when she got a little older, she said, after her husband died, she said, Pat, I own a finance this house, but I really need you to get your credit together so uh, you can buy this house because I don't want to die and you be at war with my kids. Yeah. I, I hurry up and got my motherfucking shit get together and refinance that motherfucking house. But I would never forget what that lady did. That's how I became a homeowner. And that's why I won't sell that house because it's so sentimental to me. Yeah. And I know what this lady did for me to become a homeowner. And I always wanted to, I set a goal. I said, I'm going to buy me a house before I'm 25. I lied on Section 8 and they took my motherfucking Section 8 certificate and she helped me become a homeowner. <laughs> Fraud, the American dream. <laughs> I didn't fraud. I you just, just said you lied on your application. 
I lied and told, I didn't tell them I was working at General Motors. And I didn't know that the government had started to hook up with the housing authority and the welfare office. They could tell when you working. So they said, hey, Patricia, that we got here, you work at General Motors and you making 20 something dollars. And I was like, huh, how you know? And so the first time I did it, they made me pay like $7,000 back. Damn. You want to hear something crazy? I didn't have $7,000. I called her and said, they're going to take my certificate because I work. And uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't report it like a fucking idiot. And the lady gave me $7,000 to pay back oh, housing authority. What a nice lady. Yeah. And then I paid her back. And then I did the shit again. And the lady at the office didn't like me. And she took the certificate. Ah, so it wasn't Section 8 anymore. But you still have the house? Eight. No, no, it's not. No, it wasn't Section Eight. I ended up. The lady ended up helping me buy the house. Okay. After, and I just said, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you, I, I'm confused. So, what certificate did they take from you? So it's called Section Eight certificate. Okay, they give you. When I got custody of my sister kids, they didn't give me shit. They gave me three hundred dollars in welfare and said, "Here goes Section Eight certificate. Find you and all these fucking kids a place to live." So I rented this lady house named this girl Bones. I had eight kids. So I women, five, six, seven kids at four, six kids at the time. Ended up having two more before I even got on fucking Section Eight. And so when I lied, my Section Eight certificate. When you lied to the government. To the housing authority, they can take your fucking free housing. Hmm. Cause I had a, they was paying fourteen hundred dollars a month rent for me. Hmm. I ain't had to pay shit, and they was paying my utility. So I go out and do the niggery shit, and I go get a job at General Motors and then report it. So oh. then they said you're gonna get one more chance, give us seven thousand dollars back, cause that's what you should have paid in rent. I didn't have a seven thousand dollars, so the lady who owned the house gave me the seven thousand dollars, so I could. Not lose my certificate. Well, when this job came around, because of the season of job, when it came back around again, I got that same nigga mentality, a ghetto mentality. I worked and didn't tell him. So she said, we're taking your certificate because it's the second time you did it. So I'm crying. I'm at the house. My husband said, stop fucking crying and go get a job. Because he know I was lazy. I didn't want to work. He said, go get a job. Maybe you'll get a job now knowing that you got to pay your full rent. So I tell her, because the lady was giving $1,400 a month. So she can no longer get that. So she said, look, I like the way you take your house. I lower your rent to my mortgage, which was six hundred fucking dollars. Mm. So she was getting paid when I was fucking had Section Eight. So at that time, she said, "Well, do you think you want to buy the house?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do want to buy the house." So she, when it was time to close, she owned a finance and she gave me that money for a down payment. Two years in, I don't remodel the house. I'm doing all this other shit, and she started to pick up for me, and um. So she said, well, you got to, I'm on a financing with Pat. I'm old. My husband done died and I know I'm next. So I'm going to need you to get financing on your own. So I fixed up, fixed my credit. And I went, I got the house refinanced in my own name. Nice. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And like, that's how I became a homeowner. <clears throat> what year was that? Like how, how old were you roughly? Jumo was born in 86. I mean, Jumo was born in 2000. So the early 2000s. Okay. I bought the house. So, so you, that house means a lot to me because of what this lady did for me to become a homeowner. Yeah. I need to meet one of those ladies. That's nice. <laughs> gonna, where can I meet a girdle? I need to meet My name was Girder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she so she was very handy, like DIY. When I first met her, Girdle, to me, that could be a man or a woman name. And I first met her, she looked like a man. And she's like a stud. And so I was like, yes, sir. 
And then she's like, this is my husband. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and I realized she had like small titties and she was an older white woman. So I realized she was a woman. <laughs> Everything about that was great. <laughs> <laughs> but she was the sweetest little thing. She helped me. And, you know, she she just let me, she helped me. And, and when I became a homeowner and I had to rent my house out, I wanted to give back like she gave to me because I believe I believe in this country is each one teach one as we go to make this country a better place. If, if I can help you, you can help the next person. If I can teach you, you can teach the next person. Well, I'm trying to do what she did. I rent my house on section and the bitch stole all my pipes. I said, fuck these niggas. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Then you ended up on Judge Joe Brown talking about booty beads. I ended up on well, that too, not paying me my motherfucking rent. You know, because I was just thinking the other day, like, the, the rapper Young Dolph that got killed. Yeah, I, would, I wanted to mention that, because you were in his video. Uh, I was in his video um, called uh, Smoke Something. Uh, I can't even think of the name of the fucking video, but uh, it was a Harlem Night Things. And you know when rappers get killed, I really don't think about I mean, you usually don't know the rappers who get killed, and then the album go platinum. Or you're not familiar with them. At least I wasn't. When this kid got killed, that shit hit home. I could not fucking sleep. He was the nicest fucking person. I mean, you know, he didn't have that unfamous demeanor. When I worked with him, he was like really fucking, uh, he was a sweet kid. I didn't even realize he was 36 years old either. So I, I had never heard of Young Dolph when, when I got called for the thing. My friend's video. Uh, called Video Gods, and I've been knowing him since I started comedy. To make a long story short, I said, who the fuck is a young dog? So I said, I'll go ask my son. I said, Jim, you ever heard of somebody called Young Dog? He said, what you know about Young Dog? I said, they want me in this video. Oh, you gonna be a young dog? I said, who the fuck is Young Dolphin? Because, you know, that's what I thought he was, Young Dolphin. And he said, mama, it's Young Dolph. And so, you know, I go and I meet him and he's <laughs> There'll never be a rapper named Young Dolphin. <laughs> I thought it was Young Dolphin. I got you the wettest beats in there. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, when when they gunned this kid down the other day, that shit, I could not fucking sleep. Oh my, I was like, you know, you know, we say, you know, Black Lives Matter only until the wrong per only until the wrong color shoots us we don't seem like it doesn't matter to amongst us oh you kill a nigga oh we don't march but if a white man kill oh my god you gotta march and and, and then you get out there you know the next day he was supposed to give out turkeys mm. in his community and i just told i was telling dion and i was telling her i said you know what a lot of time we as black people we think we have to go back to the hood and give back i want to say this Fuck the hood. I ain't getting y'all niggas no turkeys, no dressing, no salad dressing, no potato salad. I, I'm not motherfucking coming back, okay? Because <laughs> let me say this to you. You ain't never seen no white people out there giving no tur no motherfucking turtle to no trailer parks, okay? So why we think we got to go back? Nigga, fuck that shit. Y'all killed a nigga who had a truck full of turkeys the next day waiting on you, nigga. I ain't fucking with y'all. Fuck the turkeys, the dressing, the motherfucking cranberry sauce, whole or motherfucking gelatin style. You literally just said back. eat one, teach one. 
<laughs> we need to take care of our own, but fuck the fuck the hood is how Man, that last that five minutes just went, Dion. Yeah. Chris, I, I told her the other day, I said, Pat, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no. You don't confuse the whole Black Lives Matter. The, the, the Black Lives Matter is about police killing people they ain't supposed to be killing. It ain't got nothing to do with niggas killing niggas or white what is, it, what, is, what is this shit we gonna name niggas killing niggas? Because the way they gun down that fucking daddy... You that's that's called life. It's the, it's the same thing when white people kill white people. They don't go out marching on that. It's called in the drug but if war. A, if, if a black dude killed a white dude on some racist shit, yeah, they would, they would have the right to march. It's not about the actual killing. It's about the the optics. It's about the, the job of police. So... You know, I'm I'm all I mean, for, I understand that. I'm saying I'm saying to you, I mean, black lives does matter. But why do we sit here and do the shit that happened with this kid the other day? We got to stop this bullshit. And first, what I'm trying to say, if it, if it looked like it doesn't matter to us, then why should it matter to other people? Because we cannot keep killing each other like they gun down this boy. They gun down Nip's husband. And we got and we get out here and say, oh, we make us we make a, a record when. We, we get really mad when somebody that don't look like us. That shit, let me tell you something, I don't ever cry on no rapper. That shit really bothered me. That you would gun that man down like that over a beef or whatever the fuck was going on. And it's never touched me like that before. And I guess because I met this kid and I spent hours shooting this video with this kid, not really getting to know him because he was really a quiet person. But t- just a, such a nice person. Such a, you know... I don't know the whole detail of what fucking happened, but it, that 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 rapper killing really bothered me. And I know it's not the same deal as police shooting. You know, police shouldn't be shooting us because we pay taxes to protect them. And some and most of that shit really is fucking racist. Uh, the shit with this fucking kid who just got off shooting in the street. But I'm saying, God damn. What what is, what is why why is this? Go ahead, Dion. I'm gonna say I agree with you. You can't stop nigga shit, basically. I mean, niggas is going yes. nigga. That's and, 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 and basically what we want is to stop pe- people from doing nigga shit. And you could be a nigga of any color. Yes. Like, so I, I completely agree with you, Pat. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I just don't like when people conflate those two messages. It's like, it's not the same. No, it's not, it's, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying... I'm not saying the march of Black Lives Matter because I know what that's for. You know, you can't be out here killing us and you're supposed to be for protecting the serve. It's not the fucking same. I'm just saying, like, we say Black Lives Matter, but then you look up and they're gunning this boy down like that. Why didn't his life matter? You know, police kill him. Another two other niggas who couldn't even hold a rifle right killed him. What, you know what, what I'm saying? What, what, what the fuck they were shooting? What, so it seems like, like every month there's a rapper getting killed. I mean, and I, I don't know young Dolph other than the video that you were in I don't know I for Nipsey Hustle was the first time I had heard of him so like I'm ignorant of I never heard but, of Nipsey Hussle before but like is it that the music is about strength and you know kind of fighting with other people and beefing and then that, that actually beefing. that like comes out because I know that he was he was uh somebody tried to shoot him in 2017 and it was Yo Gotti and Young Dolph wouldn't say who did it, but they were, you know. So, like, what what is going on? Like, is it just that people need to kind of stop? I don't know if it's supporting beef. that kind of. I don't behavior? know. If I, don't it's know. Beef. I don't. I don't know what it is, but I'm like, aren't, aren't y'all too old? There's what a code. To, 
There's a code when you're in the street. There's a code. It's the street code. Is you don't snitch. You don't tell. If you if you uh, if you are any part of illegal activity, if you're not a regular civilian, there's codes that you have to live by. And if you break those codes, then you face penalties. It's the same thing with anything else. It's it's, it's kind of like a job. Like where if you go in and you clock in and you don't do what you're supposed to do on the clock, then they're gonna punish you for it. It's the same thing with the the street game. As I've been, I've been watching a lot of interviews about it because I knew you knew him, and I didn't know that much about him. I'm not a big rap fan, but every interview I've heard where people are talking about why this shit keeps happening is 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 code. Like you can't snitch, you can't, you just got to eat it. And I, like I understand that, but then, at the same he, time, it's just going to keep happening because there's no way to fix it. Like there's no forgiveness. There's no, you killed my dude. And so now I have to retaliate. There's no, you killed my dude. It was fucked up. We need to stop this shit. So let him be the last one. There's never, there's never going to be that point where they'd be like, you know what? I can't go back and retaliate because in the street code, it makes you look like a bitch. And that's one of the one things you can't be. You well, can't be no bitch. Ever. She told on everybody. He ran. So is that part of why the, why we need exactly to, is that part of the message of like fixed policing because then if that gets fixed then there's less retaliation and vengeance and and like regular people policing are- is a completely totally different issue like it's not their job to be judge jury and executioner they know that but they get away with it and so they continue to do it and until we hold them accountable for it you can't hold thug niggas accountable if you're not a thug nigga. Like, there's nothing you can do. They're not going to listen to you. So right. it's within the people that are in that system. It's their job to reform it. Same thing with policing. We can all go march all we want to, but ain't shit going to change until the people who are actually doing the job change what's going on. That's why you see what happened with all them, them cop whistleblowers. They, they lose their job because the system don't want to change. Yeah. And when you start telling, yo, they get rid of you. It's the same thing with the streets. Yeah, I read this book about how in prisons there's no like prison guards don't really have control of the prison, so the prisoners take control and like there's prisons in America that have constitutions amongst the gang members and like have written codes and basically that's why there's you know the the rise of the white nationalists and the Latin gangs and in through the 80s as more people got in there and the state couldn't control it, so People figure out their own code. That's how it works. Just, well, I didn't watch those interviews, but it was just, I just want everybody to know that really hurt me to see this young man lose his life. And I don't know the whole background of what was going on, beef or whatever, but I just know as a black mama, a black person, a black kid who was raised with no father, now these kids are fatherless. You know, I mean, is that, when do we stop? You know, when do, and I, and I again, I want to reiterate before y'all get all in it. This rapper shooting and black among black shooting and killing is nothing like fucking, it don't, don't try to tie that Black Lives Matter to what I'm saying. You know, the police shit is totally fucking different. I'm just saying, I wish we would take a step back as black people and, and value each other lives like we say we do. But then you walk up and see two black men shoot the shit out of this guy who's going to get cookies or the whole Nipsey Hudson thing. What? 
I mean, if ain't nobody beat your ass or killed nobody in your family, why is it that you got to fucking gun somebody down? What what if I have to fight in the streets? It just part don't of, happen anymore. Part of it is the initiation rights that these people go through to get in gangs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some some gangs where you got to go and kill somebody to prove you down and to earn your yeah. stripes or whatever, which, I mean, again, we can't change that. There's nothing we because we're not a part of that. There's, you know, until the leader of that gang says, you know, we're not going to do that no more because it's, you know, one is fucking stupid. And two, it's it's just not worth it. There's nothing we can do. I mean, we can all sit up here and say that killing each other is wrong. We all know that, but it's for still going to happen. Any race, in any race, yeah. in any color, you know, it, I mean, and I say that to say that it just really fucking hurt me. You know, uh, that one got to me the other day, seeing this kid, you know, I didn't even, first of all, I thought the boy was in his 20s. That's was 36 years old. I'm like, damn, boy, I thought you was 20 something years old. Just to see that, you know, and to know that. I can't imagine what, you know, his wife had to go through. And then, you know, I saw a post of her the other day. She's like, how do I tell my kids that their daddy's not coming home? Yeah. You got to eventually tell him because he's never going to walk through the door again. And, you know, the same thing with Nipsey and his kids and so many other ones. And it just, that, for some reason, that made me pay attention to all the rapper killers. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's like the kid who broke in. Um, what's that rapper name who got killed for the watch? Um, there's been so many. <laughs> yeah, not kill for the watch. Um, pop smoke. The fi- he, they yeah. found out his killer was 15 years old, and the boy they asked him why he do it. And if I correct me if I'm wrong, and I think he said he saw a watch that Pop Smoke put on Instagram, and um, he wanted to get it, and then he, he went and killed him. And I think I heard him, he sold it for two thousand. You literally took this man's life for two thousand dollars when you could have probably. Asked him, or oh, you just probably I don't think he would have gave you two thousand dollars, but it was so it was a whole life that you cannot get back, and there your life is ruined. I just don't it's it just, the menta- it's the mentality. You gotta reach them young. You gotta reach me. Like a lot of young kids listen to that music and they don't understand that it's entertainment. They really don't understand that. All these dudes out here talking about they doing this and that in the music industry aren't really doing it. They know somebody who's done it. They did it a long time ago, and now they're talking about it. But as a young person, you don't, people don't perceive that. They think it's real. They they literally think it's real. And if you don't have anybody to sit, sit down and talk to you and go, look, man, this is all entertainment. This is, I'm not really living this way. You know, I don't really think this way. It's just, it's just I'm just making music. It was like one of those situations. I'm sorry about the fire trucks. I'm in New York, so she was always on, on something. But um, um, I remember watching an ID thing, and it was a couple of years ago, and a black kid who wanted to be a rapper, but his mama was hardworking. And he wanted to be a rapper so bad that he knew his mama had like $100,000 in the bank Say He killed her. Do y'all remember that one? He killed his mama and started flooding her money on fucking Instagram, and on social media, whatever. Yeah. Literally because he wanted to be, it's like, it's like I look at I look at social media a lot and um, I don't put my business out there because I feel like I give you as much as I can. of me, but at some point I have to stay private because I have a husband, I have kids. I, I, I don't want I'm not the type of person. That I'm not going to show you everything that I do. First of all, I don't have the time. I'm not going to put on a wig and I don't want you my motherfucking bed. I love you to death, but I'm not just going to do that. 
And I see people all the time, everything they do. Yeah, uh, 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 uh. And I'm like, you asking to be knocked across the head. You asking to be, you know, you asking for all of this bullshit to happen to you when you, because you don't know who out there, what I, who ready to take what you got. And you know, that's the world we say, live in, unfortunately. I've that's never going to change. That, make that bitch gag. And I was just telling you the other day, I said, I don't want to make no bitch gag. Because when a bitch gag and throw up her food, she's going to come get your food out your stomach. So I don't want you bitches gagging. What? I don't mind a gag. <laughs> a good gag's not that bad. Fucking <laughs> 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 bitches. <laughs> gurgle, gurgle. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, you know, and people are like, oh, you're so paranoid. No, I'm just careful. And I'm just, I'm an ex-drug dealer, so I got that mentality. So even though I don't sell drugs no more, but everybody else on the outside is the police, and I don't need them to know what I'm doing because they'll come get me and lock me up. Yeah. The the internet has made it so much easier to stunt, you know, but everybody don't have what you have, and so when you're showing it off, there are going to be people out there that want to come and take it. I mean, that's just the nature of the world we live in. You can't show poor motherfuckers everything you got. Because, oh, well, I want that too. Because they don't know. They don't, they don't know if it's real or fake. So I just decided, hey, I'm going to just be, oh, I ain't got shit. Hey, y'all, I'm up, I'm up at loss and we can all afford that shit. Come dig in a box <laughs> with me. Okay? <laughs> Come dig in the box with me. You know I'm a coupon cutting motherfucker. You take my purse, you're going to be so mad I got damn paper in my purse? It's way too much paper, Chris. Way oh, too much. I've, I've seen the purse. And, and, and not the kind you want. Yeah. <laughs> she be had like $3 in a purse with $900 worth of receipts. and. <laughs> Women love receipts. Yeah, he makes I mean, CBS yeah. jealous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I just want everybody to go, go check out the video. It's, um, let me see. What's the name of that video, Chris? I'll put it in. The sh- it. I'll put the link to it on in the show notes. I don't know yeah, the name so of the song, sure. but. Uh, oh, I, I think I can fly. I believe I can fly. That was the, that, uh, I think it's the name of the song. But y'all go check it out because, I, you know, that really bothered me to see that young man lose his life over some, you know, dumb shit like that. But, you know. I just, uh, I just really wish, you know, things could get better. I mean, you made a good point that he was helping the community, and then they yeah. gun him down. Yep. Yeah, at some point, it's got to stop. At some point. Yeah, it does. Some point, it has to stop. Well, you've been a good and, example for people and a good role model. You know, you can. It's like you said, you know, people helped you along the way because you people in your community saw you and said, this person needs help, you know, and you've you took advantage of that in positive ways, you know, and that's powerful. I think that's part of the, the charm. And, you know, what I think it is, is a lot of people don't want to do the work that they have to do mm-hmm. after they get the help. Yeah. You know, some people just want the help and then they figure I don't have to do anything because somebody else helped me out. Like you have to continue to work even after you get the help. You have to you have to be uncomfortable in a lot of ways. Like you look at Miss Pat's life, going to the Christmas party, being the only black person in a corporate environment that had to be uncomfortable for her. Like I mean, what Christmas party. 
the Christmas party oh, where you yeah. got the, you know, but like as you, you know, yeah, going, I've watched you be uncomfortable going into Hollywood and working with people that you don't necessarily like or that you don't think have your best interests. Like that's uncomfortable. Like you, you, you could have stayed where you were, but people like Garrett and the landlord, like they, you were willing to be uncomfortable. It's, it's the reverse of a lot of what we've talked about. Like, I'm not saying, oh, you need to climb into white culture. I'm saying you need to climb into places where if you live one way, and it may be uncomfortable, but you've got to take that chance. And it'll teach you a lot too about other people. Why, why this person think that way? Or why this person is the way they are? And you know, just about what they like in general. You know, like I, I read it. I damn near read every message you guys send me, especially when I'm on a plane. And um, I can't play no videos, or I can't look at no fucking house shit. I go and try to answer messages. So you know. I think that's what make us grow as a society when you allow yourself to be uncomfortable. You went I mean, from you went from making so much money as a drug dealer to making very little money money going straight. Like that yes. couldn't have been easy. No, that was very uncomfortable and it was something but it was something that I was there was a sacrifice I wanted to take to for my kids, because I didn't want to be killed. I didn't want to be back in jail. And, you know, I said, well, okay, I give this a try. It's nothing wrong with trying it at least once. You know, build a relationship with somebody that, I always tell people, I always build a relationship with somebody that don't have anything in common with you or that don't look like you. Literally, I would get on the elevator and I would speak to me. How you doing today? I said, I'm talking to you. How you doing? <laughs> Oh, my God. You spoke? Yeah, motherfucker. I spoke because I think if we speak to each other, it makes the world or that person feel a little bit better that day. Yeah. So I always start a conversation on the elevator because, you know, I don't know if that person talked to people that look like me or not. But I always try to. Hey, I want to brighten your day. So how you doing today? My panty line stuck to my back. But other than that, I think it's going to be a good fucking day. They're like, What the fuck did she just say? Oh, my day's so much brighter knowing about your pussy hangliner up your back yeah <laughs> yeah i mean but i just think as, as as a society as as people we should allow ourselves to be uncomfortable with conversations situations so it'll help us all grow and it you know it has helped me grow so much because i was a black kid that was taught that white people was evil i was taught that by my black mama so when i moved to indianapolis Dion could be be a, a witness of it. I was scared of white people, and I was in my thirties. Yeah, but uh, I, you know, I, you you are one of those people though that likes to grow. You know, not everybody has that same. Just mentality. not in the ass. I don't like to grow in the ass and the waist. But yeah, finish. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, gay. Chris, I, I got nothing for that. That's all you. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get fatter, but I do. I do want to grow, you know. And I want. I just want the world to be a better place, you know. Yeah, and, and I love when people call in and they say things to Chris, like, "Oh my God, you, you this podcast has opened my eyes so much," and you know, I, I'm learning about different things, and you know. Just come into your our world for a minute. I just always feel appreciated when listeners write in and call me the N word. It just makes me feel so appreciated and loved. 
<laughs> he still wants that N word. Hell no, no way. <laughs> I appreciate that, but you know, I just just try to spread a little bit more love. If you got a coworker at work that you know they don't have shit in common, start speaking to that person. See if you can build a relationship. See if you can listen to them. I mean, you'd be surprised if you build a relationship. Y'all can change each other's minds towards each other because you think one way about a certain people and it's not really what you think it's just what you was taught because you cannot clump all people together trump i would i mean uh chris i would never cl- uh clump you with trump Thank or you. the white nationals i would never you are a good old sophisticated crap <laughs> <laughs> well spoken <laughs> clean articulate <laughs> Yeah, I think I you know, I went I was I was a loser in my mid 20s big time and you know, one of the ways that I worked it's just as simple as like asking somebody how your day's going and mean it. And if they ask you how you're doing, tell the truth. Don't just, good, fine. Okay. I mean, don't have like conversations all day at the, you know, the grocery line, but like just start there like no, like really, how are you doing? Like everything okay? What, you know, Instead of asking what do you do, ask what do you enjoy doing. What what do you like? Like just these little like changes. I hope think. you have a great day. Yeah, that, you know, that can just make shining. all the difference. You can't. You don't. You just don't know what people are going through in this world. Yeah. You could fucking stop a shooting or some shit. Speak. People always shout like, "Oh my god, you spoke to me. Aren't you on the elevator with me? It's just me and you. You got on your mask and I don't. But I truly believe that I want you to be happy today." She don't wear her mask, motherfucking nowhere. That's why we got vaccinated. That's you just don't do, enough with the masks already. <laughs> Time to move on. Ridiculous. <laughs> enough. You can't be showing that they're not sponsoring us. Air, no, yeah, no, no, no. yeah. Airborne superior, airborne superior vitamin C and immune support, <laughs> which works well, is not sponsoring with this podcast. She she takes the shit out. Of, they should though. They she eats the shit out of that. I eat like greens. Yeah, I eat them all day. And I can tell when I, I can't I can't get into this motherfucker. Who the fuck put this on the Klansman? <laughs> the Klansman. They forwarded her, Dion. <laughs> we want to thank y'all for tuning in. We we really love you guys. Uh, I'm going to the Soul Train Music Award. I know when you hear this, I've already been on the win, but I can't wait to tell y'all all about the shit next week, next podcast. Uh, I'm wearing heels tonight with that with some extra cushion in the bottom. And as soon as I sit down, them lights go on, sneak out that motherfucking go home and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, don't put your ass on a white man's face. I promise you I won't. Just share with us. All right. <laughs> you know, good hell well. All that ass is going to be in some white person's face. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of The Pat Down. Make sure you check out my website at misspatcomedy.com for all of my social media, my tour dates, my book. Make sure you spread the word about my podcast. Please rate and review. Please rate and review and share. Thank y'all so much, y'all. I've been Miss Pat.